Enough. Okay. How about for the format of the episode, we start and kind of uh, talk about our week and all that. And I, I, I think going forward on episodes where we spoil an entire movie, we should do recommendations before it. Sounds good. So people can uh, fuck off if they don't want to hear it. Interesting. Yeah. Let you know me think I mean? of a recommendation. Yeah. Let me think of a rec mm-hmm. really quick. Shouldn't be too hard. It's not going to be Army of the Dead. Oh, damn. Really? Wasn't, wasn't my favorite. Wasn't my damn. favorite. No. And see, that's that's even like a a bigger tip for me not to watch that movie. <laughs> Oh, so that's if you, to if you didn't like it. <laughs> oh man, that's yeah. fair. That's yeah. That's not saying you like every movie. That's it's saying just, that's you're definitely tend- my type of movie, though. Yeah, a Zack yeah, Snyder got- directed zombie film with David exactly. Bautista. Exactly. Exactly. You think that's my shit? I really wanted it to be my shit. I really did want it to be. <laughs> yeah, like I would argue Zach has a higher pain tolerance for these kinds of things. I sure do. Yeah. Man, I just as evidenced by the Snyder Cut episode in general. Man, even. In general, and I was watching Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare last night, and it was okay. bad as bad can get. And yet, I sat there and watched it. No. I just watched it. it was so bad. This is this is what Friday the Thirteenth. No, uh, this is what did I say? One, the Final Nightmare. nightmare Freddy's Dead. Uh, this is Nightmare on Elm Street. The last okay, night. Did you? I know. Did you already do this rewatch thing? Did no, you not? not with, you did not with. Nightmare. I did the rewatch okay. on Friday. Okay. 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 So I was about confused. to say, I'm like, and you seem to have seen that movie six times by now. Is that right? <laughs> no, no. This is, I mean, right now, these are, this is my second time seeing all of these nightmare movies besides the first one. I've seen so the first seen one like, you know, Fred a million times. You've seen it before. I've seen this once before. Okay. So. And it is not improved upon rewatch. I thought maybe I'd find <laughs> something new in it yeah. to enjoy. I yeah. haven't. It's not good. It sounds like a straight to DVD kind of movie. Yeah, it should have been. But they it put was. Freddy's Dead in the title, so that was enough for people to go be like, oh, it's the last one. But, you know, it's still about as bad as it gets. There's a Johnny Depp cameo in it, though, for about six seconds. So there's there's that. But besides that, it's pretty terrible. Does he die at the end? Uh, well, he dies in the first one. Spoiler alert. Well, I mean, alert. is he he's dead, just though? Like, is he dead, though? Yeah, he's like a dead soul in this movie. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Are we ready? What is up, uh, everybody? <laughs> what? I was about to say yes, we are okay. ready, but all right. Do we want to do a clap? Oh, oh yeah. How could I forget the How fucking clap? I was going to say, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. You're not crazy. I felt like you were, we were jumping into it. I'm crazy. A uh, let's go I'm crazy. 15. We got some time. 15, that's in 20 seconds. Oh, okay, okay. All right, okay, let's the go anticipation is going to kill me. Let's, let's go, go 10. 20. Okay, that's 18 more seconds. Did we all clap? Yeah. Yes, did we did. Great, great. Now, yeah. Um, okay. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Content Cube episode 55. We are back after, I think, two weeks. We It's a busy time. Busy time for everyone. I'm Brian Woods. I'm Jake Mosher. Zach Holstein. I don't know if I was supposed to whisper or not. Uh, I... You know, you do I wanted to, I, like, I, I wanted to forge my own like creative thing, but you know, there's a really normal <laughs> volume or whisper volume, and those two had already been covered by YouTube. So the only one left for me was screaming, and I didn't want to yeah. get a spike in here, an audio spike. So yeah, so uh, 
busy time for everyone. Should be back to normal. Uh, got a car. Got some other stuff going on. Um, Tell yeah. us about your car. Oh, I got a Kia Seltos. Uh, my grandparents and parents Describe it helped to me. me. It, it's like a car. I do not know what that means. It's oh, like okay. a car. Uh, <laughs> it's like kind of tall. Okay. SUV. Four doors? I don't know. SUV. Okay, there we go. Uh, now is I'm it an to SUV? See it. Maybe. What's maybe. the color? It's white. Nice. A yeah. classic. Right. And my grandparents and parents helped fast. me buy it for college. Because I won. I beat college, everybody. <laughs> I did it. Congrats on that. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, How does it feel being done? Eh, not too different. <laughs> Still in the same apartment. Um, didn't do much that last semester anyways. You know, just like some difficult weeks here and there, but it was kind of coasting a lot of it. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I guess, uh, it's good. Feels good. Not happening anymore. College over. Are you over. official adult now? Are you an officially an adult now? Is that how you look at this? Or are you Happened just a still- couple years ago? I think, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I am 22 turning 23 in eight days. Uh, so that's the, that's the Brian Woods trap. I always fall into saying how many days away something in is when I know I'm going to take several days to edit this. So uh, just just a stupid <laughs> move on Brian's part. Um, no, yeah, I'm official adult now. I don't got school anymore. Very exciting. Uh, I have to find a new place to live. Um, a job. Maybe. By when? Uh, August. So I got I got some time to think about it and then work on it the last month. Um, <laughs> yeah, how have you guys been? Um, pretty I've been- good. Oh, you want to go, go, Zach? Zach? No, you go, Zach. Oh, look at us. Uh. I, uh, yeah, so I was in Columbia for a week. I went back, you know, cause I am for the most part, probably going to be in St. Louis this summer. I'll go back and forth, but went to Columbia for an extended weekend with the holiday. Uh, a couple of my roommates came back in town. Um, it was, we had a, I guess the highlight of it, uh, is the 48 race grand prix that, um, uh, you know, concluded oh the God. weekend. Um, we had qualifying, there were six of us there. Uh, so we had to, ha- you can only have four in a Grand Prix, so we had to have qualifying rounds the night before. Um, it is Mario Kart, right? Yeah. It is Mario Kart. It yes. is Mario Kart. You need to clarify. Yeah, I should, I should have established that. I know that's not a given. Um, uh, <laughs> no, because when, when Toby, when my roommate Toby, who was participating, came to me in Madison and told us, like, yeah, I got a 48 Grand, P- Grand Prix with Zach and his roommates tomorrow. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, we're doing, we're doing 48 races. I'm like, that, I, I didn't know there was a, there was like a cart place here, but no, he's talking about Mario Kart is the computer. It was the thing. So yeah, not a given. Uh, how did that go, Zach? Uh, okay. So there's two ways to answer that. Uh, there's one way to answer it as an overall <laughs> experience really well. Uh, yeah. really, really fun time went way faster than you would have think. And actually it, it felt like it flew by. Uh, I think it's just cause you know, we were all in there and it was really competitive and we were just obviously we, no, none of us were sick of it by the end. We were all still, I could have done 48 more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it was, it was pretty competitive. Um, so in, in that way, yeah, success, uh, I would do it again. Good time. Uh, love playing. You play through every map is what it is with 48 yeah. races. That's all 48 maps in Mario Kart eight. Um, uh, personally, did come in last among the the four of us. We do play on 150 CC against hard comms, so it's not like I'm, you know, I, it, it's all of it's pretty hard. Still. Yeah, um, it's intense. But uh, I did come in last among the four of us 
that did qualify to be in the 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 48 racer. And if you see me with a, a shy guy Mario Kart Mario Kart tattoo in the next few months, just don't mind your business. Don't you don't have to worry about why. I, I was gonna say that I noticed this only increased your love for the shyest guy. Yeah, he's your the letter, shyest your of letter all box, the guys. Your letterbox so profile picture has changed to shy guy. Yeah. We are one and the same. We are one and the same. So uh, what color? What what color will I make shy guy? I oh I, I go with the original. Do you run? I go with the original. Okay, I go with Brad. the original shy guy. Because you know I can't. I, I bought a plush. You know. Yeah. Uh, I have a shy guy plush. It sits on my dashboard <laughs> so, of my car. So you now have the coolest possible tattoo you can get. What kind of design are you going for? Are you just doing the mask? Are you drawing the whole guy? Are you getting the whole guy? I want him in the cart. I want him in the cart. You want him in the oh, cart? Oh, wow. I want wow. to be clear that it's not just a specific shy guy tattoo. It is a shy guy Mario Kart tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I don't really, it's not like I'm like a huge, like, oh, I'm obsessed with that fucking mini game in Mario Party 2 where he fucking has flags or whatever and you have yeah. to like, you know, sync up. I guess that's the original one. Uh, but you know, it's it's really he's just my my pre guy. Yeah, I know. So like people ask about your tattooing uh tattoo, you say, Oh, I'm a big fan of Star Wars. People ask about your Mario Kart tattoo, you say, I suck ass at Mario Kart. I lost. Right. I, I took it I out. Lost. And, and I here took it I out. Am. Yeah. But Shy Guy is who I went down with and I will stick to it. He's my yeah. he's my boy. Toby told me the possibility of Metal Mario existed and I feared for you, man. You see Ew. a Metal Mario tattoo on someone, you run, is all I got to say. I would never, ever in my life get a fucking golden Mario. What was it? Oh, yeah. A Metal Mario. Mario. Cat Peach. So the computer, you know, sometimes these computers put up a fire and you have it on hard comms. Yeah. Cat Peach was hanging around the whole, the entire squad in the standings for, for yeah. the first, at least the first 12 to, to 24 of the races. Um, And, you know, for a while there, it would. They we discussed the hypothetical scenario that if a computer were to beat the final person, they would have to get a tattoo of that computer. And Cat Peach <laughs> would have just been, you know, just a nail in the coffin for me, you know, and having being like a respected member of society. I would not be able to, you know, show that publicly. Who do we think the worst uh, Mario Kart 8 tattoo to get would be? Cat Peach. Really? Not Tanuki Rose Mario's Gold up Peach. there. Not Tanuki like the weird Mario Gold slash Furry Mario was up there. Gold Peach, you know, that's not high up. You don't really want any version of Peach, to be Are honest. Are you really going to tell me that Cat, cat Mario is more respectable than a Cat Peach tattoo? Like, are you going to look me in the fucking eye and tell me that cat... It, that's a player, right? That's a character? Or is it like Tanuki Mario? Uh, I, what about the baby versions of these characters? Okay, baby, actually, no. Baby, baby Mario would be is rough. actually... That'd be really baby rough. Baby Mario. Not a, no, I do not want Baby Mario. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of, and it's actually Adam's main character in, in, in Mario Kart. And he really kind of became infatuated with him. And I've kind of, you know, set, got some secondhand infatuation from it is uh, Roy. The, yeah, uh, Roy's our boy, you know. The rock and roll Koopa. Yeah, he's pretty swag. Based I can Roy see Orbison. Adam really liking him. Yeah. I, I pulled up the roster. I think my picks for least favorite tattoos would be Wendy, presumably Roy's oh, cousin. Oh, God. That's Wendy really is the rough. worst. Wendy That's is really the rough. worst. Yeah. And then uh, I don't think I'd want a tattoo of a me. Oh, I think dude. that would be pretty bad. Dude, that'd be <laughs> sick. A, a me of yourself? Oh, no. Would it, would it be a cheat to say that the best tattoo from Mario Kart would be, um, you know, a short of Shy Guy, of course, would be uh, Link? 
since Link's in the new Mario Kart. I guess he That's is in true. the new Mario Kart. You could you could cheat and get him, but he'd have to be he's in got, the car. His map is incredible. Hyrule he, Circuit, one of yeah. the best maps in the game. It's a good one. I'm I am fully prepared for the next uh, Mario Kart to take a step closer to Smash Brothers and introduce yeah. more Nintendo characters and more Nintendo maps. That would be cool. I would, we were talking about like how cool would it be if they you just had like you could do all types of people that you because I feel like it's easier to add into a, a game like this when it doesn't really matter what they yeah. have to do. Like with Smash, you have to design moves and shit. Yeah. For Mario Kart, you really just got to have find a way to put them in a cart without it looking ridiculous. Yeah, it's a weight class. You have, they have like weight levels, right? That's based. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Hey, before we leave the subject of Mario Kart, I feel yeah. like this is this is a it could be a fun question to ask. Uh, who? What? What's your favorite map? Dude, if you had to pick one map, one map from any of them. Oh wow! Well, well, here's the thing. Probably from Mario Kart Eight for me because that's just <laughs> what I'm most familiar with. Yeah, but, you know. Okay. But if um, one really stands out from the past that you want to bring up, go ahead. I like Moomoo Meadows. that Luigi one on the DS. <sighs> yes, Brian. Yeah, Moomoo I agree. Sick. That's what I was going to say. I've never, I will say this, and I, I made it to the 48 racer again, another clean Moomoo Meadows race where without hitting a cow. I've never hit, I have not hit a cow since I started playing Mario Kart 8. Ever. Ever. Since That's I started impressive. playing Mario Kart 8. It's quite impressive, I gotta say. Uh, I think I also I, like the Wario Land one. The Wario Dome. One. That I is a good one. I don't know if that's an 8, though. I, if I picked one from a game that wasn't 8, I would pick that one from uh, Double Dash, where you go up the, like, it's essentially the San Francisco Bridge they have on the course. Okay. It's one of the first yeah. ones. Don't remember the name. And if I'm picking one from 8, I'm a big fan of Sunshine Airport, a big fan of Toad Harbor. Yeah, those are solid. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I, I like, uh, what's the, what's that, what's the toy one, too? Oh, where you're like uh, on a little toy, you're like on a toy table. That one's pretty good, like Ribbon Road or something. I don't know. Uh, Ribbon Road sounds correct. It is Ribbon Road. Obviously, Wario's Goldmine is up there as well. It's a classic. I think if I were to participate in a similar wager, right? I'm making a Peter Griffin me and I'm going in <laughs> and I'm risking it all. And if I lose, I'm getting the Peter Griffin me tattooed on me. So my, that has to be on like a Twitter account somewhere, right? You know, like the fucking like bad tattoos. There has to yeah. be a Peter Griffin me, right? Okay, hold on. I don't know. That's it's a combination of two things that I feel like it'd be hard to do, but maybe not. Peter Griffin me tattoo. I'm only seeing Peter Griffin tattoos, obviously, right? There's got to be. There's you so many. You could be the first, Brian. I could be the first. Um, I got one of Peter licking his own nipple uh, on someone's arm. <laughs> uh, I got. Yeah, no, there's some heat in here. Um, but yeah, you know, that that's a short end of it. I'm going with the Peter Griffin me for my main. Uh, before we continue, Jake, is the crackling back for you? Uh, it was back a little bit. It faded in and out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Apparently, I've got some mic issues. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I'm also looking at uh my audio thing here, and it looks like I have my audio spikes a lot. It mm. might be because of the crackle. I do not know why. I feel like I'm not talking that loud. What no, you weren't doing? talking loud. I don't know. I don't know what the best solution here is. The best solution here. Okay, what, did you move your mic in any way since it went I away? I have not touched. I have not. I've been scared to go near it. I have. I've been. Is is. 
Could anything have to do with his phone's location? I know that sometimes messes with things. You move I would your pick phone. up my phone and move my phone away from it, but speak. now it is on the other end of the table. No. Speak for long. Yeah, it's still there. Oh, man. <sighs> uh, just jiggle the cord. <laughs> jiggle the cord right now, Zach. Okay. How does that now speak? Any, anything, anything different here? It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> Holy it's fixed. shit. It's fixed. So. All right. Well, sorry about that, folks. Sorry about that. No, one, you're folks. good. Behind um, the curtain, Zach's <laughs> audio is fixed. Did I edit that it's out? Not a, we'll fucking uh, see. We'll fucking know, see. Right. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, podcasting isn't as, as easy as it sounds when you're, you're listening in your car. Yeah. If, uh, if Brian edits it out, I'll give everyone a 30 second sum up. Zach played 48 races in a tournament of Mario Kart. He did not win. They almost had to get a cat peach tattoo. Brian wants a Brian Griffin Wii tat- me tattoo. Uh, we like Mario Kart 8. Is that about it? Zach's sound getting good? a shy guy tattoo. He's confirmed yes. getting a shy guy tattoo. Um, the red one in a cart. Yes. Well, the red one. We don't even have to. He's just the, the OG. It's just, you know. Yeah, you don't even need to distinguish. You know? it's, your stand, it's your standard <laughs> shyest of the guys. <laughs> You don't call him the white Tom Cruise. You know what I mean? That's (laughs) true. Exactly. Um, uh, Brian, anything from your week besides the car? Yeah, uh, I got car. Um, Madison's here. Exciting. Girlfriend's visiting. And she's making me play all kinds of video games that I don't want to (laughs) play or usually play. Uh, Resident Evil 7. Scary. Scary? Yeah. You know, and Zach, Zach, I was going to say this earlier, but it felt like too much of a known. And I think it's probably just like, you know, when you play Tetris for too long and you see it in your eyes. I look at Zach. I'm like, oh, wow. Zach's in the house from Resident Evil 7. And <laughs> I think it's just because the light's off. Because uh, yeah, your yeah, house isn't. It sounds really mean, right? Because, Zach, your house isn't in a um, state of disrepair or insane disrepair. But I think it's just the fact that the light was off that I got a little scared and yeah. that it was a Midwestern t- home with a refrigerator, much like the refrigerator <laughs> from seven. I don't think there's a head in yours, though. Um, that game's pretty good uh, when I like it. And when I don't like it, it's pretty bad. Um, dog shit, <laughs> even. Um, Zach, I have a question for you. You're a big horror movie person. Are you not a horror game person? I, I feel like Resident Evil 7 is that. right up your alley. Uh, I would I would probably enjoy that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I put it this way. The, I, I, there was really just that time I played Outlast and I was, you know, not in a position where I should have been playing Outlast and I was terrified. <laughs> it happens a lot. Um, I hear. I feel like right. every time I go over or <laughs> every time someone comes back from your house, I hear them saying, we made Zach play Outlast and he really uh, didn't it like it. It happened a couple of times. <laughs> uh, not a fan of those experiences. Seems like a cool game. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Five Nights at Freddy's was fucking hard for me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a scary game. That's a scary game. Um, I can't keep looking at these security cameras, you know. I, can't, I can only see an animatronic bunny move closer to me so many times before I put down <laughs> my phone and watch something else or go do something else. I think it's the fact that, you know, I can watch these horror movies and they're not happening to me, obviously yeah. that I could still be scared and have a good time watching it though. Man, Makes when sense. someone's about to jump out at me and I'm in control of what happens. Ooh, we, uh, I don't know. I'm not saying I yeah. can't do it. Cause I do like doing it. Um, so, it's just, you know, I, I played Ewok hunt on battlefront too. <laughs> I can handle myself a bit, but it's, it's, <laughs> 
it's not the easiest thing for me, you know, through current experiences. Uh, the, all the Resident Evil games, except for eight, are on sale on PSN right now, Zach. Oh, is that right? You could be the owner the of RE7 and RE2 Remake and RE3 Remake. I'd say the the modern classics that aren't dog my shit. My brother's you know? played. I think my brother. I think my, my brother Sam is playing a Resident Evil game right now. I think that's the one he's playing. I don't know which yeah. one he's playing, but he you is should, playing one. Uh, you should get two and three for sure. I, I hear really good things about those. I'm playing seven because I want to play eight. As but. as someone who's played both two and three, definitely buy two. I think you could pass on three. You guys ever yeah. seen any of the movies? No, no. <laughs> I, I don't even know the lore. Yeah. Is that your next horror franchise, Zach? Uh, didn't plan on it ever. Uh, <laughs> you know, are those the Mila Jovovich movies? Yeah. Yes, they are. Okay, maybe I will. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Women win again. The women Loki win again. Loki kind of always, always kind of got those movies confused with like the Kate Beckinsale Underworld movies. So I, I didn't really. Too. I agree. I did see the first Underworld. I haven't seen it in about eight years, but I do remember 13 year old Zach thinking it was like pretty fucking sick. Um, will my opinion still be the same today? I don't know, but uh, I, I, <laughs> I I probably wouldn't be. I'll go ahead and say it probably wouldn't be, but I'd, I'd be open to watching those. I've been Not Resident Evil, though. A couple other games. I've been playing uh, Resident Evil 5, which is co-op with Madison. Uh, which is where they kind of did a departure from the horror where they said, let's go to Africa and uh, shoot people with a machine gun a lot. Uh, it's a very bizarre game. Um, uh, you saying that is even funnier in context as yesterday. I bought Mass Effect at a physical GameStop weird. and the dude, it was the machine was lagging. I had to talk to the dude for like 20 minutes and he we started talking about resident evil and I'm he sorry. goes my favorite resident evil is resident evil 5 see that's so i guess okay. he loves shooting people in africa people love people love or hate resident evil 5 it's a very bizarre game because resident evil it's a game uh where well now these things are different but you know the classics like oh you gotta find a key somewhere and you still have to do that in the current games you gotta find a key somewhere uh walking around this place i'm picking up an herb uh, I'm I'm going through my inventory while the enemies are coming after me. Uh, I can't move when I shoot. Um, and these are all things that came into Resident Evil 5, but they want it to be an action game. So I have about like, I don't know, like 20 guys shambling at me and they don't really seem to be zombies. It's kind of confusing what they are. Uh, the the mo The most definitive thing I can say is that they are African uh because that is where the game takes place uh and i am killing them and sometimes something crawls out of their head uh but it's kind of clunky the funniest the fu most fucked up thing is is that it's an older game and uh and this this maybe was like maybe it was like a japanese game dev thing because i saw it a lot they were they're too precious about their aspect ratio so the split screen is like two fucking offset complete screens and 40 percent of the screen is unused if that makes <laughs> sense so yeah. uh, you know what I mean? It's like it's really fucked up looking. Like it's very small. I'd like I have to like get my chair and move close to the TV to look at it. Uh, but that's actually kind of a, it's fun to play with uh, someone else. I've also been playing It Takes Two, the the hit divorce game from uh, uh, I believe his name is Joseph Ferris. Joseph Ferris. Yes. Uh, fuck the Oscars. That guy. Um, he yelled that. Um, that's really good. That's a really, really cool game. I'm really enjoying it. 
I've heard good things. Um, it's awesome. Me and my girlfriend are currently playing Sackboy, but once we beat that, I think I will be buying It Takes Two to play. It's really sick, Zach. I think you'd like it too. It's like a, uh, it's really interesting. It's a, you need to play I've never heard of it. Yeah, I, yeah it's, a, it's a, kind of a smaller thing that EA put out. You need to play it co-op. It's like forced cooperation. You have to play it with another person. It's uh, what it's about. Uh, two people getting a divorce. Uh, and I, this kind of like the cucks. You know, everyone keeps saying it. Uh, every time anyone talks about the game is I hope it doesn't end with them not getting divorced. And I also hope it doesn't end with them not getting divorced because that seems to be kind of a uh, a weird message to stay together. Because your kid is sad. Um, (laughs) Who knows where it's going, though? Uh, Staying together, you know, it's kind of weird. But uh, that game is really cool. It it has, like, a lot of interesting mechanics that they, like, bring in. Like, there was one section that I really liked where, like, I was shooting, like, this explosive gel. And uh, Madison was, like, shooting, like, things that would blow up the gel. So it would be, like, I'd have to, like, douse an enemy and she'd have to blow it up or... uh, there's another where, uh, man, my favorite, I don't want to like talk about too many, but there was one where I, I'm flying a plane through a place and she's like doing like an actual like fighting game on the wings with like uh, punches awesome. and kicks and against like an enemy with health bars. It's a very interesting game. I, I really, really enjoy it. Uh, it's really cool. You should check it out, Zach, and uh, play it with someone. That's like, not, I mean, that, that was actually a pretty interesting pitch. I've never heard anything like that. But. It's super cool. It's a really interesting game. Like. There's a there was one where um like I'm throwing nails at like surfaces and like calling them back like I throw nails and she can like swing on them with like a hook. So it's like I'm like setting up the bars for her while she like swings across them and I have to like pull them back and throw them again before she falls. It's really really cool stuff. Like it's a really cool game. I'm really I I it like John, our friend John Romer played it. Uh he's like, "Oh, this is one of the coolest games I've ever played." I'm playing it with uh, I think his sister. And it's super yeah. cool. It's super cool. I really, really recommend it. And, okay, uh, then that's added on my list. And another thing is that uh, if you get it, you it, like if you get it, you can play it online. The other person doesn't need to buy it. They can like download like a demo of it, and they can play through it entirely with you online. So you both don't need a copy. It's really, really fun. I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, think that's about it. Uh, I've been watching some stuff, but uh, whatever, you know. Can I talk about some things I've been watching slash playing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I watched, I would call this the good, bad, and the ugly of animated movies. A good movie, Mitchell's versus the Machines on Netflix. That is a good one. I watched that too. That's that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Um, art style is great. And I was, I laughed pretty consistently throughout. Uh, yeah. The- actually, Corey, before I, I'm sorry, I don't want to inter- interrupt really no, you're quick, good. but Corey, Corey put that movie on, uh, Mitchell ver- Mitchell's versus Machines or whatever. Uh, you know, we had it on for like 15 or 20 minutes, uh, one of the mornings this weekend in Columbia and, uh, just the bit that I saw within the first 15 minutes that I thought was like, that like just killed me. It's like the son character loves, like loves dinosaurs and is like just going through the phone book and yeah. like yeah. calling every, every <laughs> name in there and be like, Hey, do you want to talk about dinosaurs? And he's like, yeah. all right. And then he like, they say no. And he just puts the phone down, crosses another name out and then calls the next one to say, Hey, do you want to talk about dinosaurs? It was <laughs> yeah. just like, that's like the most wholesome it's funny content that I needed. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's good. Uh, it, the I, bad it, movie. Oh, the you same, go, Brian. It's from some of the people that did spider verse, right? 
Yeah, it's a yeah. Sony one, right? Produce, yeah. uh, no, Say, I mean like producers, I think, or directors yeah, or something. Phil, I don't remember. Phil Lord and Chris Miller did, yeah. or whatever that is. Those names are wor- those associated. Are yeah. yeah, they did producing. Um, then the bad movie I watched was Brave. That movie is what <laughs> fucking idiot. Mediocre. I'm I'm doing my Pixar rewatch. Oh, just wait, Brian. And then the ugly is Cars Two. Um, that movie sucks. <laughs> um, okay. I the, my favorite part about Cars Two is that the whole message of the movie is like. Lightning McQueen doesn't want Mater to be who he is when they're in this foreign country. And then he realizes he needs to let Mater express his true self and accept his friend as who he is. The thing is, it's not that Mater is like weird. He's impolite and a dumbass. Like this dude is just flat out ruining everything. Like maybe maybe he should not be impolite in another country and learn what to do. Yeah, I mean, it's like like what you should have learned. would you take Larry the Cable Guy, which <laughs> which is Mater? Yeah. I all not not only literally the voice, but that is Mater general characteristics and all. Yeah. Uh, would you take Larry the Cable Guy to like this fancy ass racing thing in like Italy or wherever they're at, you know, and and, and expect him to to behave? No. 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 Bad you movie. you can't. Yeah. No. Bad movie. Is it and the worst you, Pixar and then you, film? Yes. And then would you ask this question? Would you then want to have him go off into his own spy adventure with Michael Caine? Probably not. Michael Caine does alleviate some of the pain. It's kind of funny that he's in that movie. Well, no, I do like Michael Caine. That wasn't a stab (laughs) at Michael Caine. It's just like, who wants that Larry the Cable Guy movie? Yeah, it's apparently in some interview, Larry the Cable Guy said he felt like it was Mater's dream. (laughs) That the whole movie essentially was a dream, which I just think is (laughs) funny. That Larry awesome. the Cable Guy has created his own narrative for this movie that does not exist in any way, shape, or form in reality. That's awesome. But, um, video games wise, I've beat uh, Super Mario 3D World, have moved on to Bowser's Fury. Um, game's fun. Good time. Um, I've been playing Returnal. Fuck, that game is hard. Um, I've made it through the first two biomes. I'm on the third. Game is incredibly fun to play um it has that same house mark vibe and then i started mass effect last night uh i will update week by week how that's going but it's good so far gameplay sucks story's great yeah first um, one's rough for sure yeah um besides that i went to colorado with some friends that was fun um we played some outlast if that's the 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 weird word phrase we're using um to refer to <laughs> Zach, Zach's goings. Um, Then uh, I tweeted about it, but this was a weird thing that happened a day or two days ago. I was at Walmart and I got my groceries and I went and I put all the groceries in my trunk. My hands are on my trunk. I put everything in the trunk. And as I'm about to shut the trunk, I see an old man. I am parked between the like cart thing in my car and it's a very thin space i see an old man like walking through it's like oh like he's just going this way like it's okay if he blocks me for a few seconds and then he stops at my front door and i presume he's going to like realize like oh like i'm sorry for blocking you and walk around and then he puts his hand on my handle and like opens it (laughs) and then i i look at him and i go i was like sorry sir i think you have the wrong card and then he smiles at me and goes it's here somewhere and then like I, I tweeted it as scurried because he didn't like slowly wander off. He did like a quick little run and then walked away. 
<laughs> it was very weird. I don't know. He, uh, you know, haunting really. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I had I had four guys step into my car, get in. One of them even got buckled. Uh, before as I was turning around, being like, "Wrong car, wrong car." Uh, and, there, and then he like he pulled the guy in the back seat pulled up his phone and showed it to me the Uber app and it was like Adam and he like pointed like to himself like I'm Adam and I'm just like I'm Zach get out of the car you know like this is this is not, this, this you, is not there's been a, a we're in an impasse here right now so okay one fucking Jake are you done yeah I'm yeah okay. that's that's my last week so I got a fucking car right I haven't had a car. I haven't had a car my entire college life, right? So I haven't really been outside of like a, a zone around my apartment unless I'm like with someone else. And I went to Hy-Vee and I haven't been to Hy-Vee in like two years, right? I haven't been to like Hy-Vee in like two years. I think my mom took me like when I moved into my fucking apartment. I, you know, perhaps this is hyperbole. Perhaps this is you know th- th- not quite the same, but I feel like I had a similar experience to when it's like, uh, Man gets released from prison after 30 years and is blown away by like Lunchables or something. I go there. That shit's crazy, guys. Cereal bars are back. Did they never leave? They have like fucking like crisps of chips now. It's very weird. They got all kinds of shit. They got peanut butter Oreos. I can't believe what I'm seeing. Uh, so grocery shopping guy, there's all kinds of stuff there. Very, very fascinating how the meta has changed. I also realized that every restaurant's doing a fucking chicken sandwich now because Popeye's blew up like a year and a half ago or something. I didn't know that everyone was getting in on the meta. So I actually went around. I went to Hardee's. I went to McDonald's. I got them all. McDonald's kind of ass. Um, Hardee's pretty good. Um, so that's the chicken sandwich update. Popeye's, uh, I'd say Popeye's Hardee's. Mm -hmm. Chick-fil-A, McDonald's. Um, Hardy's chicken sandwich is actually really good. It's a contender, folks. Surprisingly. Contender. It is a contender in the in the chicken sandwich meta right now. Uh, I also took a Colossal L, um, where Final Fantasy XIV, a game I don't really play anymore, uh, the MMO, is having a promotion where if you spend $5 on Butterfingers and send them re- the receipt, they'll give you a shitty mount that looks like dog shit. Uh, so when I was at High V, I needed to buy f- a bunch of Butterfingers, right? And I bought three and it wasn't enough. So I, I did waste my money on, on several dollars worth of Butterfingers. And then I went on, it needed to be $5 worth. So I went to Amazon. I bought $7. I bought like a $7 bag of Butterfingers, like the little guys. So I bought three kings. Time for some fucking visualization here. Cause I got scammed fucking hard, hard, fucking massive scam. I buy three king size Butterfingers, right? They ended up being like one thirty nine each. Not enough to get me through the five dollar checkpoint. You know what I mean? I was off. I was off by one king size. I buy a seven dollar bag of minis. I line them up. There are only two king size Butterfingers worth there. <laughs> fucking seven dollars. I got scammed so fucking hard. But you know that is the life of a, a degenerate. You're out of practice. You're out of practice. You're out out of of practice. practice. I'm not buying. I'm not buying like I need to. I should have bought seven Butterfingers right then and there to be safe. They weren't labeled on the shelf. You'll uh, learn. You'll learn. I'll learn. That's how my week's been going. Uh, Yeah. What's up? (laughs) I think we're going. Do we do recommendations now? A quiet place too. after. Yeah. Yeah. 
to yeah, save okay. people from them spoilers. Yes, them spoilers for The Quiet Place 2, the hit film. Who wants to go first? Uh, I can go first. Go. Okay. Do you go, Zach? You go. Okay. Man, this is like the third time Jake and I have done that. I guess Jake usually does go first. I don't know why I keep trying to interject. Uh, nah, you're good. We can switch it up. Uh, let me think. Uh, yeah, High V, maybe. High V is a good Huge. place to go. It's so yeah. big. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. My actual recommendation. Uh, I finished Better Call Saul season four, not five. Jake, before you say something. Uh, yep. We finished that with my roommate. So we just, you know, five isn't on Netflix. So we didn't, you know, progress to five yet. But I think we're all just gonna, you know, pony up and just buy season five when we come back to school. Uh, probably in like I think we'll all be there in like July or something. Uh, so, but yeah, season through through four seasons. Uh, incredible show. I, I'd say to this point, I've heard that season five is the best of them. I'd say to this point, Breaking Bad is a little bit better, uh, but Saul is easier to watch because the characters are not as hard to watch do what they do. Yeah, You know, with Saul, Saul slash Jimmy McGill and Kim Wexler and, you know, Gus is still really cool you know, villainous type of character. So yeah, really cool show. Better call Saul. I've probably recommended it before, but I'll do it again. Uh, yeah, that's, that's my recommendation. Uh, my recommendation, uh, first off s'more Oreos. Fantastic. Wow. 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 You, you're, yeah. you're telling me these exist. Yeah. Uh, my mom, when I went home this past weekend, cause I needed identification for work. Uh, my mom bought me some s'more Oreos cause I used to love these little Nabisco Ritz s'mores crackers when I was a kid that they don't sell anymore. And now they make them in Oreo form and they're fucking great. So buy those. And then second recommendation is an HBO show called mayor of East town is a seven episode, uh, mystery Takes place in a small town, bunch of secrets come out. Uh, it stars Kate Winslet, Evan Peters, uh, Guy Pierce. It's fucking great. Uh, loved it. So when Zach said High V, I was reminded of another story related to High V. I don't know why me talking about High V didn't trigger it, uh, but my recommendation is the Cheddar Bratwursts at High V. Um, they're quite good. Uh, the first time I had them, I was not properly expecting what it was. Um, I didn't, I wasn't kind of expecting like a cheese filling. I just kind of thought it would taste kind of like cheese. Uh, so when I bit into it full force, right, I buy, I bite into the fresh, hot bratwurst full force, uh, shoots a, a massive load of hot cheese down the back of my throat. <laughs> and, hot. um, and uh, it, yeah it, so it just busted um oh, okay and i uh it hurt very bad you know it hurt really really bad <laughs> uh but if you're able to kind of nibble it if you're able to kind of like figure out how to work it how to work the pot it, it doesn't hurt so bad uh and it's very good it, it tastes very good it's a very delicious um zach are you okay bud yeah, man. are you good? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Can, can we name this episode? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, bro. I just was listening to your story. Yeah. Can we name this episode 10 Steps on How to Work Abroad? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say Cheddar Bratwurst quite good uh, if you steam the bun a little bit. Uh, which I, I, I've been learning how to steam a bun. You know, I've just been like, oh, I have like this yeah, metal grate. I have this metal grate for a pressure cooker. I'll put it over a boiling saucepan of water. 
and then the bun is kind of like soft. It's pretty epic. Um, so that's my recommendation. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it was going to be something else, but uh, I changed my mind last second. <laughs> <laughs> are we ready for A Quiet Place Part 2? Uh, yeah, yes, we are. Do we want to do general opinions first or do we just want to go into it? I think uh, I think we can give a short little consensus, I guess, of what what we both thought. Brian did not see the film. I sadly so the spoilers will be heavy for Brian here. It's fine. You know, <laughs> I, I was I planned to see it. I really did. And then I and then I was alerted uh, day after day. Hey, you still coming to that thing tonight that you agreed to a while ago? <laughs> and I said, yep, I am. <laughs> So, <laughs> ended up getting kind of cucked by prior plans uh, for seeing The Quiet Place, too. Uh, I'll give my short opinions first. Um, I liked it. Um, it's, I think, like, first and foremost, I didn't really process this beforehand, but I think it is probably the series that most justifies the you need to see this in theater phrase. Um, because the... Like I was immediately reminded of the perks of w- watching a movie at home while I was sitting in theaters and the trailers are going and everyone around me is just talking, not even whispering. Everyone is just talking. But the second the movie started, everyone completely shut the fuck up and was t- like completely silent the entire time, which helps raise the tension of the movie. It really does get everyone involved. Um, theater experience aside, the movie is good. The set pieces were great. Um not as good as the first as the gimmick is less fresh, but I think it it still uses them in fun and inventive ways. I wasn't quite invested in the family dynamic, but I think that's due to the nature of what happens in the movie, which I'll get into later. Um, but overall, enjoyed it. What about you, Zach? Uh, yeah, I agree with what you said uh, for the most part, uh, except for the fact that I would I would actually say that um, I'd say it's as good as the first one. And this is this is why I think once the movie picks up where the first one left off after the extended opening scene, it, I think you're right. It is really good. Everything works maybe to a slightly less degree than the first one, uh, because, you know, like you said, it's a little less fresh. Uh, so I think everything once the plot plot of the movie starts it's a little less good than the first one. Uh, but I think the opening scene is so incredible that it, it I think it elevates it to the point where I think overall the movie is just as good as the first one. So I'm I was definitely a fan of it, um, you know, as I'm sure we'll get into when the spoilers talk starts coming here in a second. I think my my problem with it I, I, and maybe this will clear up when I watch it again. Uh, there are a couple times where I did uh, character decisions were kind of frustrating uh, and I and it wasn't really clear why, why they were making these decisions uh, at certain points. Yeah. Um, but besides that, uh, the movie, I, I obviously I still think was good enough to overcome that stuff. And uh, I think John Krasinski is a really, really good director. And I think he's like noticeably better as a director in this one than he was even in the first one. I thought he was it's, he's good in the first one. It's a good movie. Yeah. I noticed that in this one, I thought it was an even better made movie. He also wrote this, correct? Uh, I know he wrote the first one. I assume he uh, co-wrote this one as well. Uh, uh, I'm not positive. He was the sole writer on this one. Just looked it up. Epic. Um, yeah, I think another strength of this movie is it sequels tend to sometimes do too much and try to compensate for like, OK, we need to do a bunch of new things, which I think this movie smartly doesn't do. It doesn't introduce a bunch of new monsters. It doesn't. It's it is an hour and a half. 
that is packed with what it needs to do and doesn't extend beyond that, which I, I think was a smart decision. Are we are we ready for the plot and all the spoilers? Uh yes. Gonna, uh okay. I, I, I will likely not be speaking much. Um Jake. Feel free uh, to interject if, when you have something yeah. to say though. Yeah, I, I will for- perhaps have questions. Um but uh Jake, do you notice Zach's mic cracking at all? No, I okay. do not. I don't know if it's in my head. Okay. Okay. If it starts to do it again, we will take a pause and have him jiggle the cord. Okay, yes. <laughs> working out okay. the kinks, working out the kinks. Here we go. Spoilers ahead. If you care, uh, leave the episode. Go watch a movie and then come back. Um, short recap of the first movie. The only things you need to know. John Krasinski dies. The daughter discovers a way to basically like injure the the aliens, the monsters, and make them kind of freeze, and then you can kill them. Zach, would you say that's about all you need to know about the first movie? Yeah, and Emily Blunt gave birth recently. Gave birth to oh, a, yes. an infant, and they have to they they have a little oxygen mask to uh, you know put the child to sleep when it's crying too much. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. We open the movie with a flashback. We're at a baseball game. Apparently, John is like the fucking man of the town. Everyone loves him. Uh, I'll get to that later. It's important. I don't think they sold it hard enough, but it's there. He gets free fruit. He goes in that store and he's like, I got this dude's like, just go. It's like, okay. Um, I mean, he's got a, he's got a <laughs> lot of, I mean, at least from an audience perspective, maybe not sold enough in the movie. Uh, he's got that goodwill from me. Cause you know, he's automatically, it, you look at him and you automatically see Jim from the office with a beard yeah. And in a horror film in dad mode, and you're just like, how can I not root for this guy? Like, I got I, yeah. I have to root root for this guy. Brian's coming back in here from a second. Just to fill you in, Brian, we're discussing right off the bat. You're supposed to assume that everyone likes John Krasinski in this town yeah. in this flashback <laughs> sequence to day one. Yeah, um, he, he's a I kind of noticed hero. that from the trailer. <laughs> he's yeah. a town hero for no other reason than being likable. It doesn't sound like he really did anything for the town besides be a cool guy. <laughs> I, I think they imply, I don't know. Do they imply that he's a cop? I, I don't he has know. That, he talks, he walks up to the other cop character that we'll get to in a second. And he, he, he they, they talk and exchange information like they're either a very good friends, which they probably are regardless, or B that, you know, you'd also assume maybe they, you know, coworkers. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so we're at a baseball game. His son plays baseball. He's not very good. He kind of sucks. Um, Emmett, which is uh, Cillian Murphy's character, we meet him. We learn him and uh, John Krasinski's character, Lee, are friends. And uh, Emmett learns one word of sign language. That word is dive. Uh, remember that because it comes in later. That's honestly um, one of the scariest scenes in the movie is watching this this kid bow out of these these inside cutters and shit at yeah. this baseball game. You know, that, that brought great. me back to my anxiety of standing in a batter's box. I didn't do too well, so I usually had a lot of anxiety uh, yeah, in, in those situations. I. So I sucked at baseball. I was awful. Um, I was pretty bad at every sport I played, um, <laughs> except football, which I also didn't enjoy. So. <laughs> Um, the kid gets the easy cop out when this big giant thing catches in flames and falls from the sky. Uh, everyone gets scared. They run away and ab- abandon the baseball game. Uh, then they get they go into the town, realize, oh, these uh, these these creatures fell from the sky. John also, I guess Lee quickly somehow figures out that they need to shut the fuck up. 
like completely shut the fuck up can't whisper can't do anything um and then some bitch's phone goes off and it attacks their building he gets out um and they find he finds the rest of their family who were separated um then alien comes after them the cop that we referenced earlier sacrifices himself and movie goes to black which i presume they somehow got away that was kind of (laughs) weird It seemed like the scene could have gone on a bit more, but even at that point, I was just in such astonishment of how much I enjoyed that that opening, you know, whole sequence. Because I, I, I'm a big fan of, I think it's very scary to see that your life is probably your life, not only your life, but everyone's lives is probably about to change completely forever. Uh, and you can tell there's that sense of fear and anxiety among everyone before they real they 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 know something is off. They do not know what it was yet because everyone sees some like stuff falling from the sky in the distance, and everyone just stops the baseball game, goes to their family, you know, and they're like they're they're trying to get where I don't know, figure out what they're gonna do. And it just seems like everyone's walking around the town streets, like just kind of talking and like what's going on, and then it just starts. Like one of those things shows up, and it's like. But the bodies are hitting the floor, Brian. Yeah. The, the, the kill count in this movie is exponentially higher than in the first one. I think you see like three people die in the first one. Uh, you see probably like dozens die in this movie. So, yeah, it's the, I whole, think the another... whole panic. It captures the panic really well. Like like War of the Worlds is another one that I think does that really well to compare it is like when the when the thing first shows up in War of the Worlds. Like it stands like the lightning goes through the ground. Tom Cruise is, you know, he's laughing about it. He doesn't even he doesn't know it's scary yet. Uh, But it's it's just it once the panic starts, it's like, oh, shit. And it's just hysteria. And I think that's terrifying. And I thought that opening scene did an incredible job of it. Yeah, I I appreciate that they are small town people because I feel most apocalypse movies that are similar to this, it's a big town that it's like a big city that gets attacked and you watch them ravage this large city. But to watch it prey on a town where everyone knows each other and everyone like is implied that they they are friends and it's one of those small town vibes it's 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 sad to watch them utterly wreck pretty much everything in this town and watch it all fall apart so quickly yeah i Um, mean just uh while we're on this opening scene the one one part where like the moment where it hit me like just how good i think this movie was gonna be uh early on was like you know you're following reagan uh that's her name right uh, the deaf girl, the deaf daughter. And she, you know, you're, you're seeing your, the sound editing, which is, you know, a big theme that we're probably going to talk about towards the end of this, how good the sound mixing is in this. And it kind of has to be with a movie like this is that, you know, you're, you're hearing it like through her, which is like, you know, pretty much nothing. You're, you're barely hearing anything. You're just seeing the panic when she's walking around. Uh, and then she is suddenly grabbed by John Krasinski's character, Lee. Uh, and the second he touches her, it instantly switches to his perspective and you start hearing everything at once. Like it's like terrifying. Uh, and I just thought that was like a really clever directing choice there. Uh, and that, the, yeah. that, that really impressed me early on and that, you know, that continued throughout with that, how well they handled that, that type of stuff. Yeah. It was awesome. Cause yeah, you, you see her like kind of start to understand that something's wrong and John's character tries to give her like the, like it's okay. And then very quickly, like I am pretty sure the monster hops on the truck hops on the car and it's like, Oh, she, 
her her like she had 10 seconds to not understand what was happening um so then after the very cool opening sequence flash forward uh the family is hashtag sad their dad's dead uh, and they're left with an annoying loud baby who's only gonna know the beauty of a wooden box for the first year of its life because every time it cries they put it into a box with an oxygen mask um they decide to leave the farm. Uh, Reagan sees a fire far away and decides uh, they need to go see what that's about. Maybe there's some other people left um, armed with a guitar amp, a microphone in her ear thing. Uh, they venture to go uh, find what the fire was. So they get to a fenced off area uh, where Evelyn, which is the mom, sets off a trap, which makes a lot of noise. Uh, monsters come their way. And then preceding that, the son Marcus gets caught gets his foot caught in a bear trap and oh my god very unpleasant <laughs> it is one of the hardest scenes to watch brian it is because it seems like this is the absolute worst thing that could possibly happen given the circumstances yeah i'm kind of i get the i have a question and maybe you'll get there do they ever <laughs> get into depth with how this like happened no like no, not even know, like I'm fine with that I don't like need that. I just always thought it was weird how it's like the solution was making a lot of noise at them and no one really figured this out. I guess uh, well, like, I thought it's not that necessarily was... a lot of noise. It's it's, you know, because, you know, you can pull off a gun blast and they're unaffected. You know, it's there. It's it's the static. It's, it's like a, a specific it's a, it's a frequency, frequency thing. OK, it's a high okay. frequency like you would do to a dog pretty much almost. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. I was lied to. Okay. Yeah, so that's what that is. And that's so that obviously they carry around the mic and the hearing aid to do do whatever amplifying that is to make it vulnerable. Yeah. But when that when that kid hits the bear trap, he falls. He doesn't scream right away because you know you're in shock for that one one of those few seconds. He he slowly turns around and that he just like you see the scream building up. And it is just like one of the like it's yeah. hard to watch. It's and a then, really yeah, well done scene. And you're like down and like see here. His mangled foot. <sighs> yeah, you'd almost expect the creature to get there faster. I guess is that's a, there's almost a, it's one of the few times in the movie where I think they they really I wouldn't say they break at all. They definitely don't break the goodwill, but they push the goodwill in terms of how much noise. Or how long they can make this noise without it getting to them, you know, which I guess, you know, yeah. it's it's random. It depends how close any of these things are at any given moment. Yeah. But, you know, in the first movie, you compare this loud ass fucking screaming to and they get away with it for probably like 30, 30, 40 seconds before it, like it shows up. Uh, you compare that to like in the first one where the kid's rocket goes off in the first scene and that thing takes him down in probably like 10 seconds. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's something to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, so uh, Marcus screams like a little bitch, fucks it up for everyone, which kind of is a continuing trend. Marcus probably makes the dumbest decisions in the movie. I get it. He's a teenager. Um, so while trying to escape from the monsters they attracted, they run into Emmett, which was the friend at the baseball game. Uh, he unhappily protects them for a bit and tells them to get out uh, in a day. Uh, while chilling in his bunker, they discover a radio signal playing the Somewhere Beyond the Sea, that song. And Reagan immediately is like, this isn't a song. This is a hint. This is a clue. We're supposed to go find these people who are 
on an island right off the coast of this map she had. Very um, Last of Us too, Brian. This whole movie yes. is very Last of Us Yes. Too. Yeah. Like, to yeah. the point John where... John Krasinski would, definitely played Last of Us too. Yeah. But. Hard for me to believe that he did not play Last of Us 2. I guess that's not possible because the game came out technically after this movie was supposed oh, to. Oh, <laughs> that is a good point. Maybe uh, la- maybe the Last of Us 2 guys watched Quiet Place. I don't know. Maybe. Um, then, isn't honestly, the answer, my... Isn't, like, the answer to all of these, like, oh, like, this is, like, The Last of Us. Isn't the answer is, like, oh, they also watched The Road? That's is also that a sound true. thing? I haven't seen that movie in a while. No, not there... a sound thing. Oh, I guess the clickers. Okay, you mean the clickers. Okay. Well, no, that, but know. also mixed with the dynamic of, you know, the, the you know, the, the older guy and the girl. Yeah. Dynamic. Um, important to note here uh, is because we bring up the clickers. The You get a much better look at the monsters in this movie because the budget um, has gone up. They look and function a lot like clickers in The Last of Us. A lot. Like with how sound functions, even a little noise, they start. I mean, they're obviously more aggressive in this, but the way their face kind of blossoms out, very similar. Yeah, I mean, they're um, less, they are more dangerous because, you know, they, they they jump and they're huge creatures that, you know, yeah. one one giant stab at you. It, it does not seem like they eat you. It no. seems like they just want to fucking rip you up. Yeah, which is one thing I'm like kind of neutral on in these movies. I can't decide if I like or dislike it. They don't give like Brian, you asked if they gave a reason why they're here. They don't give them a motive at all. Their motive just seems to be kill. Oh, I assume like they eat and shit. Yeah. I don't mean like what Maybe they're they here do. for. If, they, if they're eating people, we are not seeing it happen. I was also wondering it how it got this bad. Is what I was wondering about. Well, this but is I don't it's implied that, that you can't kill these things with like. Gun. I mean, I'm sure they could nuke one of these fuckers, and it would. There's no way it would survive. But I mean, it it seems like they have their outer exterior is extremely hard to penetrate because you know Unless they'll, you, they'll yeah. hit it with a they'll hit it with a pump shotgun, and it will you know it'll eat that shit. It does nothing to it. Uh, but, you know, you you get the frequency. Its head opens up like a Demogorgon uh, in Stranger Things. It's like a clicker mixed with a Demogorgon is pretty much what these yeah. things are. Uh, and then once the head is opens up, it is very vulnerable to a headshot. I mean, it does still have to be a headshot, but... <laughs> um. Next, uh, an ongoing thing that I think is my least favorite part of the movie is the daughter, Reagan, that gets very angry at Emmett saying, you're not my father. And I don't understand this i guess it is predicate it's built on the idea that john was this this hero and loved guy of the town but it's not like emmett ever really said like i'm trying to be this hero i'm trying to be like he literally said like leave i don't want you here and she's like you're not my father you're nothing like him did you have any complaints with that because i that kind of pissed me off yeah i thought she was being a little unfair uh (laughs) clearly this guy's gone through some shit as well it might also be predicated on the maybe it's, there's an implied relationship there uh that they were really close beforehand i think that is implied uh, before everything happened and that she figures that he you know kind of what emily blunt also says to him that you know you probably you knew that was lee lighting the fires out there and you never thought to come for us like you never thought to try and help us uh so I, she probably is upset about that uh, given probably how close they were before this this apocalypse happened, but yeah, even that line still rang a little harsh in that moment for me. 
Yeah. But I guess he he needed to hear it because he kind of bosses up after that for the rest of the movie and kind of becomes the movie's MVP a bit. But yeah, in my opinion, um, no, he uh, he's great. Um, So she when she hears the radio noise, decides she wants to go out there and transmit her frequency thing over the radio radio across the area to help fight the creatures. So she leaves. Uh, Mom gets upset and says, Emmett, you need to go find her and bring her back. Um, while this happens, she goes out and there's this cool sequence where she's walking through a train. Uh, she sees a bunch of decayed bodies. And at this point, since we're seeing it through her perspective, there is no sound whatsoever. Uh, you see behind her and a monster is crawling through the train right as you think it's about to get her. Emmett shoots the monster. Um, then Evelyn, uh, basically is like, well, Emmett's like, we need to go back. And she's like, no, I want to go transmit this and basically convinces him like this is your duty to go do this good thing. Um, Then Evelyn is like, hey, fucking Marcus, don't leave. Stay where you are. I'm going to go get some supplies. The dumbass does not do this. He says, I'm going to explore the little factory thing I'm in. He finds Emmett's dead wife, uh, which was talked about. Emmett lost his son and wife. Uh, He is a fucking scared bitch again, yells, trips, makes a lot of noise. Uh, monster comes after him. He then locks himself in the bunker with the baby. Um, Brian, for your knowledge, the bunker, they had put a towel to like keep the bunker so you can open it from the inside. Okay. He forgets to set the towel, locks Bad. himself in a place with no oxygen. Okay. Um, so then he is stuck in there. He is dumb. Um, and then this starts a like three part tension series where you have him trapped with no oxygen. You have uh, you know, you have Evelyn walking back, inevitably going to have to help her son and avoid the monsters. And then you also have Emmett and Reagan trying to find a boat in which they get attacked by humans, because, of course, those are the real ones to fear. They're like, are they cannibals? Or are they just kind of crazy? I, I don't know if it's implied that they eat them, but they were they were given all types of sus vibes. Uh, they they were not to be trusted. And they are definitely who like, you know, you know, Silly Murphy was referring to earlier. When he was just like, you know, the people still out there, they're not the people we're saving. You know, he's referring to these guys. Um, but I guess the message of the movie is that he learns that there are people worth saving with like, you know, the whole this the main family. Yeah, but I'd, um, I'd like to add that during this sequence. He pulls off probably a move that me and my friends like during the sequence against the humans. He okay. what happens here is like he gets they they chain him, Brian, to like a really loud like thing of cans or something. They put something around him that if he moves at all, pretty much he's going to like he'll be very loud and get killed. Okay. Uh, so that's a clever little trap on their part while they that while they take, uh, you know, the girl um, Reagan away. And so he's like, okay, obviously I got to do something here or else I'm never getting her back. Um, and he, you know, it's the little full circle moment, Brian. He's like, oh yeah, dive. He's like giving her the sign language thing that she taught him at the beginning of the movie. Okay. She dives into the water as he screams and runs up to the main bad guy, grabs the main bad guy, drags him to the end of the dock as panic starts to ensue as the creatures are coming for all the noise Raps, he jumps, he, he somehow ties himself to the guy, right? 
Jake, yeah. he like he, he finds a way to get himself attached to the guy with whatever rope thing they put on him. He gets it on this guy, too takes him to the end of the dock to a pole, strangles him from behind the pole while the guy's screaming as a creature runs down the dock toward him. And then he jumps off right as the creature comes up to swipe the guy. And it was like such a clean little like, like maneuver yeah. here from the character that we all kind of jumped up and we're like, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, this. So that moment was probably besides the opening sequence, my favorite in the movie. This whole sequence was great. Um, they do a great job of building the tension in all three different stories. And this was one of those moments where in theaters, the, a girl, no joke behind me goes, she goes, I, I just know it's going to, the jump scare is going to come. The jump scare is going to come. Cause there's a, there's points in this movies where you sit there and if there's like over 10 minutes of silence, you're just waiting for the next loud noise to fuck things up. Um, and when everything, when all the shit does hit the fan, it's, it's great. Um, so then while all of that is happening, uh, Marcus and the baby are dying. Um, they're running out of air. Uh, they the they have a little oxygen tank that the that is used for the baby in the box, um, but there's not much left. So they're sharing the last bits of air, and then Evelyn uses. Uh, I don't remember quite what she does, but she basically gets the uh, sprinklers to go off and all the sounds of the water distract the monster. And she's able to uh, go down and help her kids. Um, then uh, the Reagan and Emmett, they got away. They found a boat. They make it to the island. Um, but <laughs> they get to the island they ask, hey, can we transmit this thing on the radio? They go, yes, but we'll just do it tomorrow. <laughs> We're not going to do it right now. We're just going to wait. It's fine, <laughs> um, which is something. Um, then the dude tells us that. I mean, it was a cool story. I like building on like the the like the beginning part of the apocalypse. The dude, the leader of this group at the community um, they tell he tells a story about how the National Guard, like when they found out that these people couldn't swim, they were like, we're going to put everyone on boats and take them to islands because then they'll be fine. Um, but then he shared how like when people found out that you could get on the boats to get away, people stormed the boats, resulting in people getting trampled and screaming, which brought a bunch of monsters to the boats. And essentially, I think he said two out of like the 15 boats survived or one boat. I don't remember the exact number, but. Some good moral yeah. building. Yeah, that was a really good story. Uh, I just looked up the cast to see like what we could call it, like to get his name, so we didn't have to call him Man on Island. Turns out that is actually literally verbatim what he's listed as in this movie, <laughs> Man on Island. Well, we um, like to see that sometimes, folks. And he is, you know, he's. I mean, he's a name too. Customer I mean, he's one. a guy. He's in a lot of different shit. Uh, but um, yeah, Man on Island. Uh, he has one of the more well. After this really cool sequence, there's like a baffling. Thing that, well, put it this way. I was confused by what his move was uh, when, yeah. when shit goes to hell, which I, I guess Jake's about to get to. But <laughs> um, so, yeah, then uh, we're at the island the next day. There's this kind of beautiful scene. Emmett's out on the beach. He's kind of taking in the peace and serenity, looking at the sun. And then he starts to hear some noise. And a monster was on a boat that drifted all the way to the island. Um, he starts screaming. It's like, everyone shut the fuck up. Everyone be quiet. That kind of thing. Everyone get inside. And uh, 
all that noise, all that commotion. The monster just starts, as Zach said, bigger kill count, fucking just murdering people. He's stabbing them, throwing them. It's vicious. Then I don't remember if it is Man from Island or Emmett goes to the car. It's Man from Island. Okay, Man from Island. This part was interesting to me. (laughs) Yeah, he goes to the car and just starts fucking honking. He's making as much noise as possible, which at first... Seems like the opposite of what you want to do, but makes a little right, more sense. Right, right. Because I actually at first actually did like his idea because I thought it meant he's about to fucking just lead it away from his town by yeah. himself. That makes sense. But it takes oh. a while. <laughs> he haunts was... for about 30 to 45 seconds. He gets Emmett in the car. Then we get Reagan yeah, in the why car. Why did they get like, I guess they're going to the fucking they, they, they knew they were going to the radio thing and that's why they hop in. But it's like Emmett. I wouldn't want to get in the car that has the creature fucking. I would honestly, you know, I would have definitely have left Reagan somewhere. She just yeah. jumps in the car too, though, I guess. Uh, and they are in the most dangerous of all situations in a honking car on this island with this creature chasing them. Yeah. So they they fucking drive to the radio station. They almost <laughs> die multiple times. Monsters fucking stabbing through the roof of the car, tears it off, but they get away. They sprint inside the station and then man from Island. Once they're inside uh, the garage of the radio station goes, he's like, I can't hear it. He's like, I think, I think it's going to go back to the Island. It's going to get my wife and kids. Oh no. And as he's saying all of this fucking monster reaches under the garage door, tears him to bits, presumably. This man is dead. Um, then we go into the final Rip, Rip sequence. Man on Island. One of yeah, my favorite characters. R.I.P. Man on Island, which, fun fact, was supposed to be played by Brian Tyree Henry. Uh, but there was cast. There was like time scheduling conflict. So they cool. casted this man instead. Um, then we get to the final sequence, which is put in two scenes side by side. We have Emmett and Reagan hiding from the alien, trying to transmit the noise. And then you have Evelyn and Marcus, who are still kind of in the bunker. They open the bunker to find, oh, monster is still here uh they run quickly back inside the bunker but they couldn't close it in time uh the monster is trying to get inside the bunker it's a very small hole so these two scenes the tension is ramping up and up and up uh eventually emmett risks his life uh reagan gets the sound transmitted she fucking blows the head off the alien brother blows off the head off the alien movie over black screen quiet place part two Amp for three, bro. I'm amped for three. Is there, is there a three? <laughs> not announced, but I. This movie made, I think, as much, if not more, money than the first one, which is shocking. Still, with I think we're about done with pandemic times in terms of movie yeah. box office. Um, but I think it'll get a third, though. Uh, Blunt already said that she like didn't want to come back for a second and the only reason she did was because her husband John was directing and writing it and John has voiced his thing that he didn't really want to do a second one so I have a feeling we'll get a third one but it will not be with the people involved okay oh I don't give a fucking shit about well I don't know I'll still see it uh but it'll be be disappointing to not have Emily Blunt and Cillian Murphy in the the next one and you know Reagan the girl plays Reagan I don't know because like this movie it was it was it was cool that they did the like we're gonna start literally seconds after the second one end or the first one ended and I think they could do the same thing and essentially I feel like the next movie has to be the aliens of the franchise because now we're just trying to murder all of them in the area that are being affected um but 
we'll see. I don't know. I think we'll get a third one. But movie good. Good movie. All the sequences, like this last one, where like they are hiding from him in the radio station with like the blinking red on air sign. Awesome. Cool stuff. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's watching it. And I guess this is this is some way a good thing and a bad thing in my head. Uh, he, there's a lot of moments in the movie where I'm just like literally like, please move faster. Like you, it's like almost as like or like things are either either the characters are not being as urgent as I need them to be, or the movie doesn't seem as urgent as the movie itself doesn't seem as urgent as I need it to yeah. be like with, I feel like they give their characters a lot of leeway in situations where these things would be happening. I, I felt well, like at least with the first one, I felt like they would be happening a lot faster. Like that thing is trying to get into that small little bunker thing at the end for a yes. while, just clawing yeah. at them. And it actually gets a claw on uh, Emily Blunt's character. And I'm just like, wow, it only got one claw in on her <laughs> during this entire, like two minutes. It's like scraping at them. They're like six feet away. Uh, but I don't know. So moments like that kind of was pushing my yeah. patience a bit, but not they, nearly enough for me to be like, come away from this movie saying it was like cheaper or, or anything like that. I, I, I still think it was a very good movie. And like, like I said earlier, everything, the, the, the actual part two of it is almost as good as the first one. And I think the opening scene is so good that I think overall the movie is definitely as good as the first one, in my opinion. Yeah. Good, good movie. I think they keep the, the, uh, character work enough still there which i know is what like john said he's like the reason i wrote the second is because i still felt like i had a story to tell about the characters and not about not about the monsters which i think if they keep for a third movie it'll be good yeah uh, brian I mean, oh no oh you go God. zach no well, you i was go. just gonna say point out one last thing that uh you know another thing that really stuck out with this movie is just like it kind of go it, it felt like a better movie in certain aspects because i thought a it was shot really well there were some really like gorgeous scenes and also, I thought the music stuck out to me uh, in this one more. Like the score, I thought was actually pretty solid throughout too. Uh, like there's like a lot of you know it's a horror movie, but it's got a lot of uh, just honestly like kind of obviously no pun intended here quiet understated you know music at at moments. And I, I thought it worked really really effectively, especially like during this opening montage, not opening but like the montage of that takes place right after part one where they're doing some walk-ins, some, maybe some emotional, you know, come to grips with the fact that they're the, the father just died, uh, Lee. Uh, and they just got some just beautiful, like piano work under that. And, uh, it just really, it was emotional. The emotional beats hit, hit, uh, more than well enough for, for that stuff to be effective. Yeah. Um, speaking of the music, Brian, I have yes. some trivia for both of you, which includes a question about the music we do love the trivia are we ready yes yes let's get it okay i'm getting a, a notepad out to write things down okay our first question which i guess i should ask brian first if brian have you seen the first movie no i have not <laughs> okay this one the first question will be difficult for you every single other one will be fair okay. the first in the first movie a quiet place how many lines of voiced dialogue are there this is not an if you go over your fuck situation whoever is the closest is this like lines as in like a sentence as in like a character speaking and then cut off by another character ah okay but this is voice not counting what is subtitled right 
I'm going to go like 20. Zach gets the point. It is 25. Damn. Um, fun fact about the original first movie, uh, which doesn't necessarily surprise me, but originally uh, the let me find the exact the first movie almost had no subtitles for the sign language. Uh, he kind of wanted the audience to just figure out with context. But then there was a certain scene that they wanted the emotional impact. And they're like, well, if we're going to do it here, we kind of need it everywhere. Um, and then the first original script uh, had no dialogue at all. It was just a completely silent movie, which I think could have worked. But I think it is better with the the ASL. Um Okay, next question. During the, a lot of these, uh, by the way, are about the first movie because uh, not a lot about the second movie exists. Uh, during no. the original, during the original test screenings for A Quiet Place, audience audience members laughed hysterically at a moment. What moment was this? Uh, a the CGI for the monster was unfinished, depicting a mocapped John Krasinski instead. B Two scenes forgot to cut environmental sound out, so even though the characters were supposed to be in silence, it was in reality very loud. C, scenes that should have been removed, like cast members joking after a cut, were still in the film. And D, the audience thought the original birthing scene was funny for some reason, which led to it being reworked and rewritten. I think B. Something about D is so like I'm gonna go D with the the birth scene being funny somehow. I was gonna go with John Krasinski in the mocap, but uh, something's telling me D here. Well, something's telling you wrong, Zach. You should have gone with A. Uh, yeah, oh, they like bitch. forgot to do the CGI for his thing, so it was just him chilling in the mocap suit in the movie. Wait, so John Krasinski was doing mocap for the monsters? In the yeah, movie? he did. So. I, that was another fun fact. He did mocap for like fifty percent of the monster stuff. Amazing, um, love that. Number three, what was John Krasinski's internship in college? A video production intern for cbs b writing intern for jimmy fallon c studio and film production intern for warner brothers and d script intern for conan o'brien b i'm gonna go uh this c brian which one did you say b unfortunately no it is d he was a script intern for conan o'brien you're getting rolled <laughs> it's only one zero you can still come back okay uh, number four in the overall domestic box office for 2018 which movie was not above a quiet place which by the way was number 15 it was the 15th highest grossing movie domestically that year so which one was not above 15 and by above i mean one through 14 so we have a ralph breaks the internet b venom C, The Grinch, and D, A Star is Born. No one saw The Grinch. No one saw The Fucking I'm going Grinch. With, I'm going Grinch. with Grinch. You are both wrong. It Get is A, Ralph Breaks the Internet. The Grinch Damn. was the sixth, the sixth highest grossing movie that year, which is fucking I don't know insane. one person who saw it. I don't know one person well, who saw it. Who saw it? Did I have you no see idea. No, I did not. <laughs> But I just thought I thought that was astounding. I knew people um, saw Venom. I didn't know that. There's no chance it was Venom. <laughs> that made money. Uh, and Star Wars Born obviously made some fucking money. Yeah. Uh, so. Goddamn. Yeah. Yep. 
And then final question, number five, the composer for A Quiet Place Part 2 scored all of these movies, but A, Soul Surfer, B, Pacific Rim, C, I, Robot, and D, The First Scream. First Scream. I, Robot. Wait, 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 wait. What's the name of the guy? What do we need? Are we allowed to know the name? I will tell you his name afterwards. Fuck me, because I don't think it was Marco Beltrami, but if it but if it is, then fuck. Um I'm going with I here's the thing. I know Marco Beltrami did scream. I just do not know if he did Quiet Place. I don't know. So which one are you going with? I'm going with Scream. I'm going our robot. You are both wrong. Uh it is Marco Beltrami? It is Marco Beltrami. Motherfucker. Um, uh, he did not do Pacific Rim. He, this dude's done a fucking. He did every single Scream movie. He's done every single James Mangold movie. Um, he did uh, Hellboy. He did. Um, he's done a lot of stuff. Big, big, uh, big record. And that's it. Those are my questions. So Zach wins one to zero. Not a great scoring episode for Brian or Zach either. You know, it's almost like a default thing. You Didn't know do I mean? well. Didn't do well. Have I ever won? You probably have. I know I've done pretty. I feel like I got a pretty commanding lead overall, but I feel like you. you there's no way you haven't won one. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. If I, I, would, I feel like I would know. I feel like I would. I would still bring it up if I was undefeated in this regard. But yeah, that's actually likely. Um. All right, that it? Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll see everyone next week. Uh, happy Pride. Uh, stay safe out there in general. And uh, 